I am Connor Mortel, and I never listen to None Taken. She wants the margarita song from the last show. <laughs> She's like, I want to send that to Felina. That's funny. Yeah. Do you think it's about the fifth margarita or one of the first ones? <laughs> no, I'm curious. It's probably the fifth. What are her... It's probably the fifth. Oh, do you think I'm yeah. in for a treat? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we're going to start this show. Don't let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. To the Friday Headlines Roundup Edition of Not Taken, where every week my good friend Alan wrangles up the headlines. This week, a very small little list, and we uh, we bring them to you and we talk them at you. Because I listen to thirteen hours or so of podcast a day, and Alan watches three hours of cable news, so you don't have to. Well, your antidote to mainstream media. Man, have we got an interview for you today. We did. Uh, we just finished up our interview with Connor Mortel, but you wouldn't know that if I didn't spoil it while the music playing in the background. Damn it. So as soon as we're done doing this little ramble, we're going to have that interview. Then we're going to get to our headlines like usual. But as we all know, we're at the end of the week. So another Friday is upon us. What will you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. Uh, wh- what? You know, lighthearted, fancy-free. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, sir. And I'm pretty sure I'm releasing this on Thursday, because if I can, I want to get this out early. More people should hear this, and people don't listen on Fridays as much. Except for our bestest listeners, and you know who you are. Oh, we love you, too. Thank you. Uh, hey, uh, head on over to FungibleNoneTakens.com. We've got stuff for sale there that helps the show out. Plus, you'll look cool in it. Uh, we got mugs. We got T-shirts. If you want a hat, let me know. I got to find a good hat vendor. I'm thinking, honestly, listeners, if you have any suggestions as for like a um, um, a merch company, like a dropship company like that, send us that because I'm, I'm genuinely not as happy with uh, Teespring as I'd like to be. Um, but that's neither here nor there. And I didn't expect to talk about that. Uh, we are here. It's a fucking awesome headline show we've got left. But um, Alan, um, I should probably let you talk and then we'll get into the, the whole. Alan, what is up? Did you mute yourself? Buddy? What is up, you muted everybody? Yourself, Welcome didn't to the you? show. <laughs> I did mute you. myself. <laughs> <laughs> We're only 266 episodes in. You know? um, <laughs> I, fit, I know how to work a mute button. Uh, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. We are here. We got a few headlines for you. The, the interview went a little bit long, which is fine. It was fun. Always fun talking yeah, to you. Yeah, you're going to love it. Um, we'll Sorry. get to these headlines. Only a few today because we got the big interview. Um, but we're, we're going to get to the big ones. Uh, so, yeah. First, we're going to have the interview with Connor. All right, let's get into it. 
Wait, so did you hear this one? How many have had the Holy Ghost come in you? Did you hear it? And, um, nope. No, I heard the first one. I didn't hear that one oh, until now. Um, and then here's a question for you. It's, it's, a, it's a trivia to, to see if you can guess. Guess what? Tom! Yeah, he gave... So it's real quick. Guess what? Tom! You got to guess quick. Like, it's gonna, he's going to... It's real fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to be quick Jesus on that disciples, come! Um, and then this is Alan doing the impression of a goose. <laughs> He didn't know. Really, did. Alan? That's Alan. Yeah, <laughs> Alan. That sounds like a goose. I'm totally impressed. <laughs> I'm not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs> uh, so a- I go to traditional Latin mass on Sundays, uh-huh. and it's so great because the preacher is or the priest is like one of those preachers. So mm. it'll be like super Latin, and then it'll cut to the homily where he talks normally, mm-hmm. and it'll be like "In nomine Patri et Filii et Spiritus Sancti." In the name of the Father. <laughs> How many of the Holy Ghost come in you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before That's you awesome. got here, I was just showing Alan that I put some new uh, sounds in in the soundboard. Here's one of them, Alan. Mm. Puerto Rico, and uh, <laughs> this one. You know, Lenin. And this Lenin. one. Trump has the charisma of a mortician. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> um, and then this one. We oh, already heard that one. Wow, that's all you've got. Um, <laughs> Connor's I, uh, disappointed. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I only got seven sounds here. <laughs> I, I, got, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm not taking testicle advice from a guy named Tucker. And then I've got um, Mr. Taco Penis. Mr. Taco Penis. It's really quick, though. Mr. Taco Penis. Um, That's a fun one. Does he eat I actually dogs? like the really quick ones the most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. The long ones take too long. Uh, this Same. one's good. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. All right. Uh, that one I was turd. familiar with. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, enough fun games. Uh, <clears throat> I have yet to hear people complain about the sound effects. I mean, so, you know, there's yeah, there's that. I guess I've been doing it a lot, so we'll see how that keeps going. Look, people, new toy. people know what they tuned into when they listen. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Um, okay, so I guess let's just get into it. Welcome back to the show, Connor Mortel. Yeah, welcome back, bud. Have it's been a while. an a- absolute blast to be back. It has been a while. It has been a Hell while, yeah. yeah. I, I Was the last time we had you on here, it had to be something else. It wasn't when we talked about DeSantis, was it? Nope, it was. It was, it, it was DeSantis. That was it the was, last time. Yeah. That was when I was in Ohio and it was winter. That means it's been like over a year, I think. It has been uh, over uh, a year. That's not right. We're, wow. We're bad friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I talk to him regularly, unless he's staying off. I, I was going to say, Dustin keeps in pretty good touch with me. It feels like I'm in touch with the show all the time, and then it just is. I just am not always on the right, show. Right, there you go. Right. There you go. Well, welcome back. Uh, we kept your seat warm. Um, I've been farting in it. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, Why? Uh, I don't know. Um, I. You I'm know. So glad I'm back. I'm going <laughs> to move on past the impromptu question I added since you told me that your uncle's friend, your friend's uncle, directed Ace Ventura. Too tempted. I, we're just going to make the whole show about that. Um, that's cool. I, it's good to know. He. I mean, I don't know him that well. He basically would just occasionally pick up my friend from school. But she was always really cool, and I mean, he made a movie with Dan Marino, and I'm a Dolphins fan, so he's got yeah. all my. And Ace Ventura is the best movie, one of the best well, movies of all time. It, so it really is. He always had my seal of approval. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Deals with trans in a very progressive way. Um, oh, all right, yeah. um, let's. Uh, well, you know, what? I got some Florida stuff towards the end. I think I have a question that sort of, that will appeal to you as a proud Floridian. Um, but we are here to talk about DeSantis, which is Floridian. 
Uh, unless you listen to him, he's Western Pennsylvania and Eastern Ohio. But wait, We're get I'm there. saving that. We're All get right. There. What do you say we start off with some positives? So um, we brought you on because DeSantis made it official last week. He had a weird, glitchy announcement. Yeah, that kind of got a lot of the media's attention. Um, I'm sure with enough time, people get over that. Although there is something to be said about first impressions and opportunities. And I bet he would have rather that went more smoothly. Well, let's not get bogged down into that. Me and Alan speculated over that. If you have stuff to chip in about that, talk about it by all means. But let's start about positives. Um, I will say this. I'm probably not going to vote for the guy. Uh, I'm shocked, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say if it was just a decision between him and Trump, I have more confidence in DeSantis handling an emergency scenario than Trump. And I think COVID proved us that I think that you give those two examples. So there's, there's my compliment. There's one compliment. Um, and then I have a quick little list here. Uh, maybe you can answer these questions and this will help me determine maybe if I need to come around on DeSantis a little bit more. Has DeSantis ever been indicted for anything that we know of? Not that I know. Okay. Has he been sued for rape? Again, not that I know. of. Uh, has he ever had an affair with a porn star after his wife gave birth to one of his kids? No, that one's pretty specific. Okay. No. He's he's coming <laughs> he's coming across pretty clean, you know, com- comparatively to politicians. Compared to the competition. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, did he ever withhold defense funding from Ukraine over a personal vendetta? Oh, see this this might be where we differ. This is no, he didn't, but that's see that's one of my flaws with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll you talk about that. foreign policy soon. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Well, um, has he ever called the mayor of a key county? in the state and demanded he find votes needed for him to win an election. You're selling me on Trump, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) No, he has not done that. But also, to be fair, he has never been in a close election. Oh, that's because he created a smear campaign in that first election, said that that guy had a bunch of illegal activities. And then once the uh, guy uh, was off the hook from it, he was already a governor, but I'm not going to bring up old shit. That, that first that, election that, was that, that one in 2018 was pretty that fucking was barely election. Yeah. And then now that he actually has authority, he didn't need to demand anything uh-huh. from the mayors because he was so high. Uh-huh. So I just said, I'm, I'm not going to be 100% DeSantis is the perfect person. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to say I don't think he would say that to a mayor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. I like your object. You can imagine him picking up the phone and doing that. I got you. I, I respect you. your objectivity. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get let, let me ask you one of my more specific ones because in my mind, um, and my next question is probably going to deal with this a little bit more, but just in my mind, if he doesn't win the primary, this is all over. Now, the primaries go beyond uh, Iowa, but as they say, as goes Iowa, so goes the country. So can you imagine DeSantis winning Iowa? They love Trump there still. He's, he's leading in the polls there by like 30 points or something. I, I don't expect DeSantis to win. Okay, I really want him to, but I I don't think he I don't think he beats Trump Iowa or elsewhere. Oh, I, really? I want him to beat Trump, and I I clearly am a supporter of his, but I sure. I don't expect him to beat. Okay. Trump. okay, how far behind do you think he'll he'll end up in Iowa? Just a prediction. I know right now he's polling, and polls are sure. tough it's to really know, but yeah. he's polling like thirty points behind. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be that far behind, mm-hmm. but. I think he did an amazing job if he gets even within 10 points, which is still a lot. In Iowa. And what then if, you think he has Trump... a chance in Vermont and so on? Maybe. Maybe. No, so yeah, what, if, what, if, what if Trump gets indicted in the next month? <laughs> like, I don't like think people like... care. 
Yeah, I really, really don't think people care. I mean, okay. I, I don't know anyone who would vote differently if Trump got indicted. That's interesting. And I think maybe that right just that. speaks to the kind of circles I hang out with. <laughs> but I, I think there are very few people. And I, I said this to Dustin just in a conversation the other day. Uh, being especially the Catholic I am, I'm very pro-life. And I've argued a lot about it with Trump people because Trump has been coming out as the pro pro choice right. of the Republican candidates. And he's not pro choice, but f- he's positioning himself far more pro choice than he's the other. He's positioning candidates. to himself to the left of DeSantis. Exactly. And right. when I've argued with Trump people about that or about his comments, he said uh he said Cuomo and DeSantis handled COVID pretty much the same, all things considered. I'm and just, when I've, I'm just going to go ahead and delete this question since comments, you're answering Trump that right now. Do not care. Say that again. I'm just deleting the question that dealt with that specifically. What What was your answer to that? <laughs> oh, I was I was saying that Trump has said that Cuomo and DeSantis handled COVID yeah. roughly evenly. Uh-huh. And when I've criticized Trump fans for that, they haven't cared. And if they don't care on that, they don't care on pro-life virtuous. I don't know if there is an issue that is so motivating to Trump fans that Trump could come out the other way on and they wouldn't vote. But he has been, I mean, such a cult of personality. It's been a low rumble, but you can hear booze when he talks about his vaccines and his COVID response, when he dares to bring them up at his rallies, it's not a winner with his base. I I agree. But those booze are the people who like in the poll where DeSantis is down 30 those people that were booing at the rallies were going to end up being DeSantis. I don't think they're going to switch a lot of hearts and minds on either. On, I, I just. So you think he can I, keep doing that lane? Like, do you think Trump can stay in that lane of being left? I think DeSantis? he can. I, I, I think Trump, as long as he stays entertaining to the people, it doesn't matter. We'll be fine. It doesn't matter if it's. True. I don't think it matters. It doesn't yeah, have to be Jeff true. Dice, consistent. The former president of the Mises Institute used to say that we're in a post persuasion America. And I think we absolutely we, You are. know what? It's, mm. it's, uh, it's a how much can you rally up your people and get them out of the polls? It doesn't matter. You're not changing anybody's mind. So th- for three shows now, we've said the same phrase. And it's uh, you can't reason someone out of an idea that they didn't reason themselves into. None of these people reason themselves into any of these candidates. They just like them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, So I used to be a kindergarten teacher. I don't know if I've said that on the show before, mm-hmm. but... Back when I was a kindergarten teacher, I used to always say that you uh, you can't reason a five-year-old. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> since I've stopped being a kindergarten teacher, I've said everything I learned, I learned in kindergarten because it turns out most people are just big five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot, a lot of my lessons from teaching kindergarten have applied. You cannot, you cannot reason a five-year-old. And most people do not go that much past that five-year-old mentality of it. And uh, Phil Bishop with the Mises Institute has said this, that if this campaign ends up being about drama, Trump wins every time. If it ends up being about the issues, DeSantis wins every time. I just don't see this ending up being about the issues. Okay, so I guess that starts to square this circle or. mm, Yep. Square the circle. Square this circle. No, you've got it right. That's you got right. it right. That's right. Yeah. It's oh. impossible to square a circle, right. but it's that's so, that so expression. The, the, my, my problem is I also use another metaphor at work when I have like new people working with me. I'm like, look, you don't know anything yet. I'm going to teach you the square and then you can round the corners and start, you know, making it a circle. But that you're circling the square yes, at work. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but you got to know the square before you learn where you can cut corners. Don't cut corners sure. at breakers. I have a reminder about that. Mm. 
So that starts to square this circle. Uh, you're, you're saying things that seem to contradict what I expected to hear from you. So what I'm hearing from you is that you want Ron DeSantis to win. You like Ron DeSantis's policies, but I'm guessing you aren't very optimistic that he'll actually win a general election or excuse me, a, the, the primaries against Trump and maybe wrap that question up or that answer up into the rest of this question. Let me get this one out. There's, there's an argument out there that goes like this. If Trump is over 50% in the polls, he's going to shut down the debates. He's going to pretend like there's no primary and he's going to be praised for that by the conservative media for doing so. And if anyone goes against that narrative, like Ron or anyone else, they'll be labeled as advancing the cause of Joe Biden. I, I would have assumed you disagree with that, but speculate on that. And what do you think about his chances of getting through a primary of uh, DeSantis, you know, being the, the candidate? Um, I think that scenario you just described is very likely. I've already mm. been told I'm advancing the causes of Joe Biden, so <laughs> that's definitely out there. <laughs> Are you um, serious? I am a hardcore <laughs> Bidenite here. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, I will say, though, I think DeSantis's chances are worst in the what you just outlined. I think the blueprint to beating Trump got shown by Biden in the last election. Keep your keep your nose in the keep your nose low. Do your thing. Don't hold rallies. Stay in your house. Be afraid to leave the house. Essentially, don't even campaign. As as ridiculous as that sounds, the way to beat Trump is letting Trump beat himself. Yeah, because Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Mud with Trump, he'll beat you at that level. What is the phrase? You don't wrestle with pigs. Don't wrestle with pigs because you'll both get dirty, and the pig likes it. Exactly. Exactly. If DeSantis keeps passing bills in Florida that his people like. And Trump keeps rambling about Rod or Rob De Sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not his best nickname. He no. he looks like a bully, and it's not a strong nickname. He doesn't win that election. It's if he can draw if if he can draw DeSantis in, which I think Dustin's thing he just laid out of saying, "Look, we're not going to have a debate. I'm not even going to talk about him. He's just the Biden candidate." I think if Trump did that. <laughs> DeSantis would be much more threatened than the way it is now. I still don't think DeSantis's odds are great, but I think he's much better off with Trump out on truth. Truth. I know it's truth social, but I think you guys have an have an audio clip. Truth truth. central, yeah, truth truth central. There it is, truth central. (laughs) But if Trump keeps rambling about DeSantis, there, that's going to be DeSantis's best bet because that makes him look afraid. Okay. Those issues that you're talking about, though, the the bills that he would pass in Florida, the people like <clears throat> that people like, aren't they mostly like culture war issues? When it comes yes. to like real substantive issues, can he actually win uh, debating those things? So it depends on where we're drawing the line at substantive issues in the okay. campaign. It's going to have to be culture war for him to win. He's right. never the the substantive issues don't win campaigns, unfortunately. Um, that being said. He's done a really good job of being I'm, I'm trying to think of what the substantive issues are mm-hmm. of what I would the one. And I said this last time I was on that. I think he's he's I, I can't say he's weak on, but he's certainly not strong on because he hasn't addressed it yet is foreign policy. Yeah. Yeah. We have not seen anything from post covid Ron DeSantis on foreign policy. And pre-COVID, Ron DeSantis, he was a foot soldier. I 
honestly couldn't care less what he said then. Right. I want to hear what he has to say now. And he really has avoided talking about he, well, it. Well, he's been asked so about that, it. He was. We played a clip on the, today's show where he was, the show that aired today, we played a clip where he was asked directly about Ukraine. And he's like, well, our military is so woke. And it's just like, you fucker, man. Yeah. Like, he, he, he jumped it. right yeah. away from that conversation. Right. So I don't, I don't think he can get much on that. I, I don't know what there is to be said, but the fact that he's avoiding that question leads me to believe that his answer isn't good. I have a good foreign policy talking point uh, for him. He thinks it's a good idea to force feed inmates, <laughs> and I'm curious about what he had to do in Fallujah. Wait, say that again. Uh, he likes to force feed inmates in Guantanamo, and he uh, and 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 I wonder what his involvement was in Fallujah. I, for what it's worth, I think DeSantis should be running. On the meme I have that says it's not a war crime if the bastards are guilty, I think that'd win him the election. Oh, come on. What do I have to do? Okay, you're the same person, though, right? Like, me and you both have this book. And you know damn well that half no, those, I, I everybody know that I know was in that base, everybody that was in that base, everybody who was in that base was there because some Pashtun said, look at that goat herder over there. Yeah, uh, you know, me and him have a fucking dispute over, you know the price of, of wool or milk and uh, he works for the Taliban and now that guy got to get force fed by Ron DeSantis in Guantanamo. Yeah. By the way, I, Dustin I just held a book called Enough already. I have already. to say yeah. Yeah. he's been good on the Federal Reserve. He's mm. talked at least, I mean, the issue is it's lip service for now because it's a campaign. It's a whole other story of what he'll do as an actual sure. president. He has talked very pro-Bitcoin very anti-central bank. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing, are you issue, doing Ron? What are you doing? You're pivoting from foreign policy to other things that you like about well, him. The well, question, what's substantive, though? The question was, what's substantive? And okay. I said he's bad on foreign policy, oh. so I'm trying to move on to the next. <laughs> I don't have anything more. Sorry. Unless you've got another answer on foreign policy, I don't think he's got a good answer on it. I okay. think that's it for him. Well, for a JAG yeah. officer, you think he would have something on foreign policy. I think he has something on it, but I think it's going to be an unpopular neocon answer. And I think that's why he's avoiding it. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Oh, that I, I had not considered that. So he, he, he'll come, he'll fall back into very Republican mode when it comes to that. I was, I think if he had a good answer that would be popular on foreign policy, he'd be hammering it right now, <laughs> especially because Trump for all his lip service about, I want people to stop dying or whatever it was. He said, <laughs> Trump had four years in office. he, lined up to end the war in Afghanistan that Biden finished. But at the end of the day, Trump had a lot of wars he could have ended and he didn't. Mm -hmm. If DeSantis had an answer that could go more anti-war than Trump, it'd be a really easy thing to hammer him on. He clearly doesn't have a better answer that will be more popular. So you're saying he's been captured by the MIC, but he's been captured by the military industrial complex. Is that what you're saying? I I don't Honestly, I don't even think it was captured. I think it's what he's always been. I mean, he's a it's Yale he guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's he's a Republican at the end of the day. Yeah. If if I actually believed that Trump would follow through on better foreign policy things, I'd be willing to have that fight with Trump on that side of it. But as far as this primary goes, I really don't believe either of them is going to do anything except what ends up being best for the military and industrial complex. Okay. Good answer. There. I, Good answer I, there. But the, so Trump the- is Trump is better rhetorically though, I will say. So, so when you talk about their, 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 what they are good at rhetorically, and we talk about DeSantis sticking to culture wars, 
he comes across as someone who's very online. I know that's a phrase, right? Like me and you are familiar with the phrase of, oh, that person's very online. And and I think that when you see DeSantis talking, he's he comes across as someone who's very good at winning very online person arguments. And mm-hmm. while Trump leverages those as well, Trump also finds a way to signal and communicate to the average conservative boomers. So like, I don't see DeSantis finding a way to not use his very online persona or talking points. Do you live in the state? Do you see him breaking out of that? Paradigm? I, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. I, I don't. I, uh, um, I mean, I think his big issues right now are ones that you find in very online people. Like you said, um, that being said, I think, He's much better at winning any argument than Trump. I don't care if it's very online or in, not. In an actual debate, like in an actual, yeah, like when, we're talk when about I worked for, logic. when I worked for the state and I used to see him argue with people, you you couldn't pay me to argue against mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. I he, I am right about a lot of things that he's wrong on, and he'd beat me in that argument ten times out of ten. He's mm-hmm. he's a very intelligent guy who will win that argument. So. You'll the be driving home solution. and be like, shit, if I would have said this, he wouldn't have got me in that he's got corner. The deb- yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, the exactly. debate club down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I, I don't agree that he can just win the very online arguments. I think the reason he generally sticks to them is that in a Republican primary, those are winning winning points. Okay. But I think if you put him in with Social Security or whatever and had him in a debate with mm-hmm. Donald Trump and you had a genuinely, uh, obviously Republican-leaning voter – but genuinely undecided between the two, I think in a debate, I, I don't believe there's such thing as such an undecided voter. But if there were, I think that person would pick DeSantis by the end of a debate every time, whether it was culture war or honestly, I think if I sat down with DeSantis and he took the most <laughs> John McCain foreign policy stance <laughs> there is, I couldn't convince a person he was wrong. <laughs> uh, and I don't think that's a good thing for that particular take. Right. But I just say that to say I do not think he's limited by very online takes. Okay. I think those are just that's winning just, takes in yeah, a Republican party. That's primary. where his bread's buttered now when he keeps hitting those notes. Exactly. Okay. It's the, uh, a- it, I don't know if you guys ever read Hardball by, gosh, what's his name? Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. Yeah, Chris actually Matthews. did. The, the first chapter is Dance with the One That Brung You. Yeah. Mm. And DeSantis knows the ones that brung him. They sold that book at Staples while me and Alan worked at Staples and I'd read it. Yeah, I remember that. I would read it because it was free because it was sitting on the shelf and I could read it on my lunch break (laughs) and put it back on the shelf. (laughs) So do you think there is an issue that DeSantis could use to to sort of bait Trump into debating him? So I hope so. I really hope so. Because there's no debate, right? Like there's not going to be a debate if he's up. Trump would be an absolute moron to let there be a debate. Trump is up by 30 points and a debate can only hurt him. I don't know where he could bait him in. The only way he really could get a debate would be if he just had a shocking performance in Iowa, even if he didn't win, but if he was a lot closer than Trump thought it was going to be. But if he did, if he did something that made enough of a jump to scare Trump, there might be a debate. He could probably convince a network that America deserves to hear them out. Yeah. And well, the other it. thing, what, he, what he's got to do, and I don't know how he can do it, but he's got to get Trump to comment on some of the more culture war issues. Yeah. Because Trump is not, I mean, Trump has Caitlyn Jenner supporting him. Mm-hmm. And the cough boomers that you referenced earlier 
do they are culture warriors. They may not be as online about it, but they do not get the LGBTQ stuff. If Trump, if DeSantis could get Trump to say something about that, that would make his culture war stance, make him have a more winning campaign within a Republican primary. What if do you think he could stand out in a debate with like Nikki Haley and Tim Scott? And Easily. Then maybe- no, like, they're, or they're, even they're Mike Pence? And this is a two person. What if it's Mike this Pence with a fly on his head? My, <laughs> I right now will Venmo you $20 if you can tell me anything Mike Pence said that day other than the fact that he had a fly, fly on his head. head. No, nothing. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. I, this is a two-person election. I couldn't tell you Mike anything Pence Kamala said all on they that want. day, though, Kim Scott can run all they want. Yeah. They are all trying to get a role in an administration right. or trying to sell a book. Oh, you don't think that uh, America is going to vote for a uh, swarmy Indian man? Although, although, did you see who's announcing next week? No. Uh, uh, yes, yes, the guy at Bridgegate himself. The uh, is that who you're talking about? Oh, who's New Bridgegate? Jersey. Chris Christie. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That is who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. The Chris announce <laughs> is happening. <laughs> do you, how do you feel about him? I feel exactly the same way I just said about Tim Scott and Mike Pence and Nikki Haley. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like Tim Scott. I don't like that he doesn't drink. Um, and well, I don't like on, his don't abortion think. stance. Well, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that about you. <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't like you. To be fair, I'm Irish and Catholic, so I don't like that about me. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Uh, so if so, if there is no debate and you see Trump getting the candidacy from the primaries, how is well, I, I would like to think just for entertainment wise that somehow the campaign will go on and that he thinks he still has an outside shot at it. Maybe take that to the side um, but or set that to the side. But if DeSantis isn't the nominee, how is he going to get I let me set this up this way. I feel like DeSantis's strength from a policy issue, one of his biggest strengths is the way he handled COVID because it went against the conventional wisdom at the time and it turned out to be right. And if he loses the air in the room to Trump talking about all of that, talking about Cuomo and all that bullshit, how does he, how does, how does DeSantis find any foothold to actually talk about that when that's his strength? Um, well, DeSantis, I don't know if you guys saw the bill he passed about being governor, even if he loses the election. Mm-hmm. Okay. So DeSantis gets to remain as governor. Honestly, I don't hate the outcome where Trump wins and DeSantis is forced to stay here in the Florida as the governor. I don't see him suddenly kowtowing to Trump's takes just because he beats him in election. If anything, I think it's easier for DeSantis to take the more anti-establishment take. If he loses to Trump in a bloody fight where they don't end on necessarily good terms. And obviously he's not on good terms with the Democrat. He's then left as Florida's governor, not on good terms with either side's leading candidate. And I see that as him keeping his outsider energy better than any other scenario. I actually think it's much more likely he loses his outsider energy if he actually wins the election and becomes president. So if he does that and he's successful as Florida's governor for the next four years, would you see him as a front runner for 28? I mean, 
it depends on what it's a long way out. looks I like. Know. That's yeah. that's a whole other world. Right. Assuming that the chessboard looks something like today does, yeah, I I would see him as that. I don't see any. I don't think today there's anyone stronger than him, and I think Trump's beating him on a cult of personality. And sure. unless somebody could come out with a Trump-esque energy, which is impossible, <laughs> Trump is, for better or for worse, a one-of-a-kind person. I, I, I don't see any other... At the end of the day, every other Republican governor is whatever DeSantis was six months ago. No one has the bravery to go out ahead of what DeSantis has been on any issue, whether he's been right or wrong. Everybody waits till DeSantis does what he does, and then they do whatever he did. And unless somebody really steps up between now and 28, then, I mean, it. I think DeSantis would be the only choice left in 28. Let me ask you, the, what is, um, what's, what are, what's at least one thing that you're most upset with him about? What's something that you truly don't like him for? Okay, well, first of all, I already said foreign policy, so that's cheating. That's, that's <laughs> probably the one I... That's, no, that's no, no. What's something one, he's one? done? As, what's an action he's taken as a governor that you're not happy with that you would think is a demerit <laughs> when you consider elevating him to a higher office? So I, I, I have to give a caveat on this. I don't spend any time commenting on what he's done that I didn't like, so I don't really remember the details. Hmm. I remember his protest bill uh, when the Black Lives Matter was, was happening. Mm-hmm. He's really comfortable going really far in a way that can throw very innocent people in prison. Yeah. And most of the time, now I'm I'm not the libertarian I once was, if I'm being honest. I'm comfortable with the state making enforcing an action that I actually believe will make the world a better place. He is much more comfortable with it than I am. Right. Okay. Mm. Because So what about like during COVID when he prevented private businesses from requiring them. I have no qualms with that. No, I, I feel like I at one point, me and you were in agreement so, with that being wrong. I feel like me and you... You'll but, find that my second Mises Wire article I ever published was on that being wrong. <laughs> so you have... It exists me in writing explicitly right. saying that that was wrong. So, Dustin, you're right that we were in agreement with that. I, I've shifted on that. I have I have no qualms Sell with me the fact that that was wrong. Um, so I initially was against it. Because basically because it was it, it was mandates are bad. I'm going to mandate that no one can mandate anything. I initially was against it in the article I wrote was on his shutting down local governments from mm-hmm. banning it. I have come full circle on that because, quite frankly, my local government. Well, I won't speak to mine specifically because I used to work with it and I don't want to throw <laughs> people under the bus. <laughs> Give out your but, name uh, and address. But your local government at the end of the day is very rarely better than your state government. Now, so I'd, I'd love for a world where it was, but it's very, very often your local government is the person who has the most desire to control people. And yeah. that's why they mm. chose to run sure. for a local office. Sure. sure. So I came, I started by coming around on the local government thing on the, uh, on the private businesses thing. I came around largely for selfish reasons. I am unvaxxed and I benefited incredibly from that i would have been very pushed out of several places over the past couple years because of that and while while again i say he's more comfortable with it than i am and he's with this particular issue he's not more comfortable with it than i am i'm totally comfortable with this there are issues where i'm comfortable saying look i don't intend on getting vaccinated 
And I really do not think the world is going to be a better place if I start getting shoved out of this or people like me start getting completely shoved out. I, I would be more than willing to concede the argument if it were another topic than the COVID vaccine. I just, the COVID vaccine was so ridiculously politicized that I was okay with people not being fired. Gee, I wonder who did that. Well, I agree, but don't <laughs> pretend that, that it was, it was a, the alternative where everybody gets the vaccine because it was politicized from the other side is just as politicized. Yeah. I just don't think that it was there. There wasn't as much of a push to politicize it when it was, Hey, this is a good idea. Right. And everyone was like, yeah. Right. And then three people were like, fuck, no, it isn't. <laughs> and then two other people that said, right. were like, yeah, I guess it's not. And before you know, it's 50, 50. So I don't think there was as much politicization on the other side. I, I think DeSantis may have been more responding to Floridians than he was leading us in that direction. <laughs> so it, uh, uh, capture, right? It, yeah, it, it, it yeah. may Audience simply capture. be the uh, the locales where we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although you're in Nashville, I can't imagine uh, they were exactly. No, no, it wasn't popular, but it didn't have to be <laughs> politicized. I, I don't. I, I I resent that politicians identified those people's beliefs and said, "Cool, you'll vote for me if I make that my my stance." Is that a Taco Bell cup or is that a TCU cup? This is a four-peat Omaha appearance TCU Cup for one of the only teams ever to make the College World Series four years in a row. Okay. And the team that's about to make the College World Series this year when we kick Arizona and Arkansas's teeth in this weekend. Hey, uh, how's Oklahoma doing in that? Or are we better at softball? You guys barely made the postseason, but you made it. Ah, nice. So you're nice. in. I got one more for you before we you know, get out of politics here. So... You mentioned that somebody's or people have accused you of essentially supporting Biden because of your support for DeSantis. What like how do you respond to that argument? So we had Ziegler on the show a few weeks ago, and his argument is essentially that if Trump is a nominee, Biden wins 100 percent. DeSantis is the only chance that the Republicans have of winning this election. That's his argument. That's not all. I 100 agree with that. I uh, I don't think it's it's a winning argument in the primary. I don't think. I don't think Trump people believe that, and I don't mm-hmm. think DeSantis people are that driven by it. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's 100% true. I think, we, in, in fact, taking the most Trump position, last election was stolen. That's the most Trump position. Sure. Why is this time different? Like, yeah, whether, exactly. Whether it was stolen or not, Trump Biden is the same thing. Trump's only thing he has going for him, if he makes it to the general, is that Trump is a much better criticizer than he is a defender. So he does have the advantage that this election, rather than selling his America, he's attacking Biden's America. Right. Sure. But other than that, we've seen how this, how the Trump Biden election plays out. I think DeSantis is absolutely the Republicans only chance at that primary. Uh, As for how I answer being accused of being a Biden supporter by supporting Trump or dear Lord DeSantis, (laughs) Uh (laughs) it, Depends on who's accusing me. Uh, <laughs> I there are many people where, especially Trump people, I just find are very unopen to being persuaded in any way. I right. generally, when you see me arguing on Twitter, if I'm saying anything and I'm not asking questions, that means I'm not arguing. I'm just having fun. <laughs> if I'm having a sincere discussion and I'm trying to do, I'll I'll question that belief and try and dig into it and try and see where they stand. And generally, I find as you question that belief that supporting DeSantis is just a win for Biden, 
I find as you ask further questions to that, it falls completely on its head. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is taking the questions completely unseriously, then there's no point. I, I'm not fighting the fight with a Trumper who's never going to give in on that. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the person how I go about. You know, can't reason with somebody who can't reason. And plus, you know, you used to be a libertarian, so you, I'm, I'm guessing because I can identify with this. You're <laughs> very, you're very used to voting for losers. Oh yeah, I would say that. <laughs> That is not it. The first man I ever voted for was Gary Johnson. I have no qualms voting for somebody who's not going to win. It's very on brand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let me go back a little bit. I do want to go back. I want to touch on Culture Wars a little bit more because that's where his butter's breaded. Mm, Yep. That's it. Butter's breaded. Um, <laughs> yep, you're right. Yep, yep. The butter falls on Dustin's the floor. very good on his expressions and yep. then has so much self-doubt yep. in his being very good on well, them. I, I wasn't. It's, so what happens is the butter always lands uh, face down on the floor and then you take the bread and you smear it on it and you put it in the toaster after it's buttered. It's the cats. Nothing will light on okay. fire if you do that. Oh, yeah. That'll upset the cats. Um, Alan. No. Uh, Connor. Yes. Um <laughs> I'm used to saying a name before I say things. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about Disney. I want to talk about Disney. I'm trying uh, to yes, understand. Disney, I'm happy to talk about Well, I'm trying to understand Trump's logic on Disney, and I don't think he knows his logic. A month ago, Trump was saying that, you know, basically in line with DeSantis. And then recently he said that uh, the Disney's become a whole woke shadow of its former self and robbed, Rob DeSanctimonious uh, should have stopped it a long time ago. A long time ago, I would assume a long time ago includes sometime in the last four years where he was president for at least one year of that. So if he thinks that DeSantis should have stopped them a long time ago, he had the ability when he was president. Yeah, I I would say any time before DeSantis did, DeSantis started the Disney fight about 20 minutes into Biden's presidency. So if it needed to be done any earlier than it was during Trump's presidency. Sure. Uh, I will say, I'm, I'm, I've got to be careful with my wording here. <laughs> I, I, I think your listeners know why this is, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. admit to why this yeah, is. Remember back to previous but episodes where we've talked about. I have, I have an insight into the Trumpian mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes my last question. All right, Aristotle, go on. And. In that insight, I've found that there are many issues that Trump has talked about over the years that he genuinely believes what he's saying about. I've also found that we were very right to assume certain of these things are just Trump speaking out of one side of the mouth because he feels like it's the thing to say at that moment that'll make people like him. Mm. Sneeze fart combo. I do not think that this particular family cares at all one about any woke culture war anything i don't think they're affected by i don't think they care at all he he i don't mean they there's no multiple (laughs) only talking about trump i also don't think that he cares about disney i think he wants to attack anything desantis does and this is where desantis has made his name so he's attacking it i really don't, so when you say you don't know what you don't think Trump knows what he's saying about this, I think you're correct. Okay. I I think Trump is saying the first thing to come to his mind when he knows I have to be anti DeSantis. I don't think he cares about this issue at all. <laughs> right. Okay. I think Trump and logic probably don't you know deserve to be next to each other in the same sense. Probably mostly. 
I have to be careful beyond what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Jr.'s on Coke. Uh, um, I think, I'm okay. playing both sides. That way I always come out on top. It's the long con. Let me ask you this. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you this a while ago, and we sort of touched on it, but I want to go back to it. Um, I kind of wrote it down, but I can go off memory. The uh, we so we we've seen in the last like half decade or so we've seen how culture wars can be leveraged to win local races by making national names out of candidates and then appealing to their uninformed base just based off name recognition. So when they get in the voting booth, they're like, I literally don't know anything, but I know I'm supposed to vote. And I saw this name on Fox, or I saw this name on CNN. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of people that go to vote anyways, even though they don't fucking know anything, and they just pick the name that's become a national brand. Marjorie Taylor, Lauren Boebert, AOC, right? Um, So I have a theory that... I want to know what you think about this. I, I have a theory that when you do that from like a Senate or a house seat, those positions don't really have any accountability to them because you know, you're a member of house, you're a member of, of the Senate and you know, the vote doesn't go the way you did, or it goes with you. It turns out to be wrong. People forget about it. But when you're in an executive position, like a governor, it's a lot easier to be blamed for certain shortcomings or like natural disasters and things like that. Should he be worried about that? And are you should Ron be worried about that? Yes, he already has been. Uh, we've had multiple hurricanes in Florida. Joe Biden went down there and fucking handed him a victory every time, too. He's like, DeSantis has done a great job with this hurricane. <laughs> but meanwhile, the the left who was not Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is zero percent in touch with uh-huh. his own people. Mm. Um, <laughs> the the left within Florida were railing. DeSantis should have been here during the hurricane, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then he showed up with those I, fancy uh, rain slicks. Yeah, I think the he was golfing take, whether you're attacking Obama, Trump, DeSantis, yeah. or Biden, is an awful take. Like, I'm like, yeah, of course he was golfing. Well, um, except, was except he, for what, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Except for, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm like, DeSantis was not going to show up in that town and end the hurricane. Right. Do something However, something. the flip side of that that I have to say I think that he should be doing better of being there, not because he's going to end the hurricanes. In fact, I'm willing to say on air right now that he will not end hurricanes. That's, that's, I don't like that. Trump about would him. promise that. Um, Trump, Trump would be like, I promise you there will be no more hurricanes. <laughs> well, Biden promised to end cancer. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Trump promised to solve but the Middle East. So I, I do think that DeSantis's strength is being the great man leader that yeah, he yeah. sells himself as. Yeah. And I think that the best way to win an election would be in such emergency moments, mm-hmm. being the executive who shows up and hands one homeless person a water bottle. Right. I think he is absolutely going to get blamed for things like that. What if, what if he throws a paper towel? What if he throws a paper towel to them? president, it'd be much worse. What if he throws a paper towel to them? I think it'd be awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, damn it. But it was, um, uh, so my dad, back when he was mayor, there was that, uh, disaster. Oh, that's every other fucking <laughs> sentence with you, Connor. <laughs> Not to brag. In fact, I'll. I got to actually. I want to give you I credit. That's careful. the first time you've ever said that. That is. I, I, I have to be careful, but with a certain 
politically inclined student I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was informed of my student's political background. <laughs> and I was told that I did not know. So that, that was the deal going forward. I don't know. Mm. So I walked into our next class. And I said, look, man, I, I know I'm not supposed to talk about my personal life in here in class. I, I know. I go, but I just have to get this off my chest. You have no idea the political pressure I'm under. My dad used to be the mayor of Stewart. And not only was he the mayor of Stewart, he was the mayor of Stewart twice. Do you know how many people come to me knowing who I am? And I have this political pressure I have to deal with every day. And, and you're talking to this imaginary student as if you don't I'm know. I'm talking to a purely hypothetical uh-huh. student who has right. a hypothetical political background uh-huh. who may have been referenced in past episodes. Uh-huh. Hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say was back when my dad was the mayor of the happiest seaside town in America, Stewart, Florida, <laughs> my the the Haiti A crisis in Haiti went on. Oh, down. yeah, okay. And mm. one of the things that, that all the people in Haiti had said they wanted more than anything was McDonald's cheeseburgers. <laughs> They're like, look, it's a crisis. I want food, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I just want a McDonald's cheeseburger. Dang. So my oh, they should send him to the White House if they won the national championship. They lousy uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers. I was going to make that joke too, but you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but in the more sincere part that wasn't a joke, <laughs> I think if DeSantis during that hurricane, he wasn't going to end the hurricane. If he'd shown up with a thousand McDonald's cheeseburgers, he would have been on every headline. So I. To take the really long answer to your question, I think you're absolutely right that as an executive, it's easier to blame him. I think it is a threat, and I'm worried because he's blown it in that past hurricane. I also think with his particular appeal as the leader strongman type, it could propel him in a way that nothing else he has done so far has if he would actually lean into that role as the executive and be the guy handing out McDonald's cheeseburgers in an emergency. And we're shifting into an era of renewed focus on great power conflicts. And that is the era that, um, where people, historically that's when strongman leaders thrive is when you have a great yeah, power conflict. Yeah. So I, and I think the only way he beats Trump is if he does dive into the great man leader mentality and just be the greatest governor Florida's ever had while Trump rails about to sanctify. I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I, I do not look forward to him being the leader of the country I live in. I will I say, don't expect him. I, I will say, as I started with that, I was sincere at the beginning. I mean, you give me a choice between him and Trump. I feel a lot more confident in, in DeSantis navigating the country through an emergency. What he chooses to do when things are good, that's what gets me fucking nervous. He's like, everything's mm. fine right now. Why don't we go make fun of the gays? You know, like that's the, those are the things that kind of get me nervous. Well, I'm a proud Roman papist. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then you must. Uh, I'm sure you remember with the book of Samuel where uh, I mean, is the Old Testament count or no? The Old Testament counts. Oh, okay. In fact, Catholics like the Old Testament more than most Protestants. So what's David's friend name? Is it Jonathan in Samuel? Jonathan, yeah. It's Jonathan. They're, they're like, 
they were doing this right like because that whole book was <laughs> Samuel happy. Samuel wrote that about no. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel wrote that about how stupid um, Saul was that whole book if you read Samuel you're like wow Saul's an idiot like Saul's so dumb <laughs> I'm calling the DeSantis okay. National right. Guard on this isn't the first time I've made this argument on the show um, let, so okay so hold if, on, wait, wait. yeah <laughs> hold on I just want to pause this is the first time Justin made this argument on air. That, no, with you. I, no. I, I want to stress that that means it has been being made off air. It, it has also. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yes, it happens a lot. Uh, it's one of my favorite <laughs> ones to bring up. I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> Because my point is, yeah, you can find a part in Leviticus that says that you shouldn't do this, but you can find a lot of parts that sound like they really should. Because David is like going off to surely die and he like doesn't fucking care about his wife that he got forced to marry because, you know, Saul kept throwing women at him and finally he succumbed to him. And But then she was brothers with Jonathan and was like, oh, okay, well, I, I get it. You've been fucking this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot because I know you're not going to agree with me. But like, have you heard this argument before? Am I bringing something to you that you haven't heard before? You are the first one to present to me that David and Jonathan were docking. Yes, I, I'll concede I'll this is a new argument. So, so the argument is the sister of Jonathan definitely would know that this guy's been sneaking into her brother's room and they can't tell their dad. So she's like, yeah, I'll marry you. Like, it's like a biblical marriage of convenience. And, and it's great because it's David out of like everyone. It's fucking well, David. I, I, I will say, I, the part I do agree with is not the docking. Okay. However, <laughs> well, they honestly, Catholics I think those very, people were circumcised, so there was no docking. That's a fair point. <laughs> they, right. they they talk, same book, I think, talks about a mountain of, of circumcised. They went and they, they beat some Philistines and cut off all their dicks into a mound. They, it was pretty heavily pro circumcision. That's yes. a fair point. <laughs> There's a lot of discussion. <laughs> but I will say, one of the major Catholic takes about why the kings of Israel fell so poorly was a losing of favor of God because of their poor marriages. Mm. I may not agree that they were having butt sex in in his (laughs) sister's room and then pretended the sister was the wife to get away with it. I will concede that the marriage to the sister probably was not a great marriage because Saul, David, and Solomon were very sinful within their marriages. Gotcha. Oh, I, I like. In fact, hot David t- committed murder for his wife. Oh, there's that. God doesn't like that. Not for his husband. <laughs> <laughs> for Bathsheba. Oh. <laughs> Alan, wow. <laughs> okay. Alan okay. just pulled that out. Of the, I, Alan's my new favorite host here. Hasn't accused David of. Of sodomy and Nubachi. <laughs> I want to go back to one of the... Okay, so so let's go back to the idea where Trump wins the nomination wow, and DeSantis still wants yeah. to be... I know, I know. I, I, I want to ask you this. So, so we imagine that Trump wins the nomination and DeSantis still wants to be president. Do you think that this is a nuclear option or do you think that if the pussy tape doesn't work and everything else doesn't work, then nothing else is going to work? But I have I have you pass this on to um, um, to to the DeSantis people. Uh, DeSantis goes on TV with like three weeks before the election and says, hey, Trump has held three live golf tournaments at his properties. That translates to millions of dollars in direct payments from the crown prince of bone saws. 
like we act like we give a fuck about these like shady influence campaigns that the Bidens might have something to do with. At least they used an intermediary. Trump is getting paid by the Saudi royal family. End of story. That's it. Like he's bought off by the Saudi royal family. I feel like that could work. You want to know why I think that won't work? Because you can't be rational. Do you know who Christina Pusha is? No, but I'm I, no. So she is his press person for DeSantis. Okay. She has been actively saying that, and it's worked so little that this question had to be asked on the. Yeah, internet. I didn't know that somebody oh, wow. said that. Wow. That. We didn't even know it was being said because it's been so not picked up. Wow. Well, I wonder wow. if Jack Smith has heard that. That Jack Who's Smith Jack is Smith? he's investigating Trump's documents and all oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's Jack no, Smith? Yeah, but she, she has been she has been saying that, and it. No traction. It just has not gained any traction. Okay. And I think she should keep saying it. Yeah. Because if there's something to be if there's something to hit him with, that's a great thing to hit oh, him with. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear you think that at least. But it's not, it's, it's not just not, it hasn't gained nothing any fucking sticks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um in fact, uh, I actually saw a bigger name Trump person, but not a big name, like just a bigger than like me, like not some <laughs> idiot on Twitter, but like a <laughs> someone. Mm-hmm. Are you back? So what? DeSantis is involved with the PGA, which has just as much <laughs> Saudi God. money. And I was it like, "What a specifically doesn't like like, like <laughs> right. you couldn't be but more poorly." But it's it people people are going to believe what they yes, want to believe. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. For good sure. answer to that. Um, I I did threaten you with this at the beginning of the show. I have a cultural Floridian uh, line of questions for you. So I'm so ready. Alan, do you mind? I've been talking a lot. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. In his memoir, Ron states, first of all, his memoir, like who's so hard up for a Father's Day gift? What's a worse Father's Day gift? Ron DeSantis memoir or a $25 <laughs> gift card to Home Depot? I'm asking because right. I'm... Every, every, everyone out there, I'm going to send my address. And if you want to send me a Father's Day gift, I don't have children, but I will take Ron DeSantis' memoir. Okay. All right. And redistribute them. Uh, okay. So in his memoir, Ron DeSantis states that he was raised in Tampa, but culturally, this is in quotes, culturally, my upbringing reflected the working class communities in Western Pennsylvania, none of that Philly shit, and Northeast Ohio, but, but he was born in Jacksonville, and he met his wife in Jacksonville. As a Floridian, talk about the cultural differences between Jacksonville by birth and Tampa by the grace of God, and do I need to even get started on that Yankee Midwest bullshit, he said. All right. I have a couple things to say there. One. Yankees a slur. Jacksonville and Tampa are both god-awful cities. <laughs> For very different reasons, though, right? Like, like For if you very like different reasons. I mean, there is if too I much sinning pick, in Tampa. I'd pick Jacksonville because I am not a Tampa person. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa people are like the, like the people. I feel like the person that created Outback Steakhouse and had never been to Australia was from Tampa. I just want to say that seems <laughs> I, true. I will never forget when a hurricane hit Jacksonville and all the Jacksonville politicians were going on air talking about how it was the largest city in America being destroyed by a hurricane and no one cared. And it was because it's geographically the largest city in America, but not even close to largest actually. And I I would have thought Houston had it beat in terms of like spread out. That's some Texas ass shit. But as for, oh yeah, I would have thought that too, but no, Jacksonville has it. Hmm. Uh, Jacksonville also has the nearest Whataburger to me personally, which is also some Texas. Why is that so far? Uh, 
Wow. It's so far that, by the way, you want to know what I don't like about DeSantis? Where's my Whataburger? Yes. You brought it to Florida. (laughs) Bring it south. (laughs) We've got, we've got a Bucky's and a Whataburger in North Florida. Get it together, DeSantis. We want it in South Florida. (laughs) Yep. That's a good Um, rant. I wish I didn't talk to it. Also, I will say the Midwest Yankee BS he was throwing I don't know much about uh, Western Pennsylvania or Ohio, other than that I probably hate both of them. <laughs> it's where they keep the groundhog. I 100% believe that his cultural upbringing was some Yankee BS. <laughs> he got lucky to be born in Florida, and he got lucky to escape the Yankee BS and come back to the he glorious went to, like, South. two Ivy League schools, right? He went to Yale and where? Like uh, I would say, he went to Yale... Yeah, he was in the military. He is as much of like an establishment Yankee as it gets in his upbringing. Upbringing, and by the grace of God, Florida meth heads brought him home. <laughs> <laughs> on our last show, I actually brought it up that it, so we had a clip on the show from an expert on the history of the N word. Connor, keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I've never said it. <laughs> What's up, N word? Ever. <laughs> The uh, the the guys take what? Wait, that's not the point. Um, one of the guy one of the guys' points was that that slurs evolve over time, and that Yankee used to be a bad word. And I'm like, used to. Yankee is a dirty slur, and it should be. <laughs> yes, because it it should be offensive. Like I told, I had to tell Alan. I was like, anytime I've ever used the word Yankee, I go like this. So that guy's a Yankee. Like like you pause and you look both ways. I have an album on my phone of various photos accusing the person I'm speaking to of being a Yankee. <laughs> oh, look at my shirt. Look at my shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> Dustin, I've been looking at it the whole time. I love it so much. So I actually took that same shirt. That... Are either of you familiar with Thomas DiLorenzo? I know the name. First of all, it's the shirt that name says, I love the theater, and it's got John Wilkes Booth on it. Oh, famous right, actor. Right. Famous yeah. actor. It's because of his acting prowess. He's a family of actors. Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. But Thomas DiLorenzo is a Mises Institute guy That's why who, in fact, is the most pub- one of the most published Mises Institute guys there were and the first guy Ron Paul ever had testified to, testify to Congress But on top of all of that, he also wrote the book, The Real Lincoln. And it was a vast criticism of Lincoln and his his dictatorship. Mm -hmm. And I took that I Love the Theater shirt to Mises U last year (laughs) and grabbed a photo with him. And I've given him a copy of the shirt so he can go rail against Lincoln supporting the theater. (laughs) Hey, I have a question for you. Um, How much... Where do you rank Edwin Stanton next to Lincoln? Because Stanton really pushed all of Lincoln's policies. Uh, that was the Secretary of War that took over while he was infirmed and, okay. and dead. Okay. And he and he um, fought to keep Andy Johnson from being in control of government and rolling back Freeman. I'm, it's okay I'm if you can't. To be, I'm open to being persuaded otherwise because I don't know much about Stanton. Uh-huh. I'm very comfortable saying that Lincoln's Secretary of War is not a person I like. <laughs> I can imagine. I am I'm comfortable going out on that limb without a full reading of it. <laughs> I I do like him because I hate Andy Johnson so much. He's just he's an idiot. He was an ignorant person. He had no education and he won a populist seat. And, yeah, and he comes from my fine state. Um you know, 
I do want to ask you this. Hey, um, and I'm, I realize that this show is going to come out tomorrow, so it'll be uh, it'll be um, it'll be the, at the beginning, the kickoff for Pride Month. But uh, gay people aren't satanic, right? No, absolutely not. So what's so, what's with this word? Like, why does that? I, I I saw it. I know I didn't see the first tweet that used it, but I saw it pretty early on in these assaults on like Target and Bud Light and all that shit. And ever since then, I see people parroting it. And I I mean, okay. yeah. I'll say a couple of things. One, any good Catholic loves all of us. We wouldn't exist if not for the fact that God created us with the intention of salvation and with the possibility of salvation. This is why I tolerate I, your papist ways. I love that. Go on. <laughs> I, I went to confession literally five hours ago because I also am sinful. However, <clears throat> a Catholic will also acknowledge that just because we should love the person who is a sinner, a Catholic will not define love as just be nice to everybody. A Catholic would define love as St. Saint, uh, Thomas Aquinas defined it, to will the good of the other for their own benefit. And a Catholic would define good as a relationship with God and fleeing from sin. So I would say that a couple things. One you could argue, and in fact, I, I, I'd say with the premise that good and evil do exist, God and evil do exist, sin is driven and that temptation is driven by satanic forces. The sins I confessed to five hours ago, all the same as well. And I would also be more than comfortable calling almost any mega corporation satanic just by my own existence and having experienced <laughs> them. Okay, fine. <laughs> as such... While I would say gay people aren't satanic, I get the argument they're making when, when, when Target pushes something, Target is appealing to their people. Target's customer base is white liberal moms. When Bud Light or Chick-fil-A... Wait, wait, can I, can I pause a, you? I am going to do this. Yeah, I think Target's audience is, or Target's Target demo is whoever they can sell the most amount of things to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty broad. I agree, but that also would apply to any company ever. Yeah. I would say that Target has been has found their niche selling the most to white liberal moms. So when they do something that would appeal to them, I don't see that as satanic. I don't necessarily see it as good, but they are appealing to their customer base. I get the claim that Bud Light, whose entire customer basis is drunk frat guys and then guys (laughs) who drive tractors. I get the claim that they aren't following their natural incentives. Target, on the other hand, I would say is following their obvious incentives. What about Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, I've yet to see. To be fair, I want to give Chick-fil-A some credit because people are being very quick to call Chick-fil-A satanic, like you said. All Chick-fil-A has done so far is hire a DEI guy. I know. And it's like, I'm all for DEI when companies wish to implement it because they think it would be beneficial to increasing their profit margin. I don't like DEI when there's a government organization, a group of government organizations that all come together at the WEF or something like that and say, we need to tell these companies to have a DEI. That's not okay. But I don't find it happening in that direction. I find it happening from, Hey, we can make more money if we find a way to appeal our brand to X, Y, and Z demographic. To a wider base. Yeah. 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 But I, I really have to say, I, 
it, it may just be because I don't want to boycott Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but I've yet to see Chick-fil-A do something that's worthy of boycott. If a profoundly Christian company that has taken a previous stance saying we're a Christian company, we believe homosexuality is a sin and we don't want to encourage this, came around and said and like had a Pride Month profile picture, I I might have some qualms with it. But that's just being in incon- you're like you got you should be consistent with your beliefs, basically, is what bugs you I, there. Yeah, and bro, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie on the show. I am a Catholic, and I believe what I believe. Yeah. And like that's, I, I prefer when a company does appeal to me. No, and I like you on the show me. because you express oh. it in a in yeah. a cogent stream of thoughts <laughs> that like I can but, understand if I disagree with. So go on. At the end of the day, Chick Fil A has not made a Pride logo yet. <laughs> their <laughs> well, their, their DEI guy could literally be an on paper position, as far as we know so far. <laughs> Do you just misgender like their DEI person? I'm pretty sure that's uh, they or a. Uh, I'm or, comfortable or, or, misgendering. Or an yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? That went a lot better than I thought it potentially could have. I don't have any more questions for you. Alan, you got anything up your sleeve? Up, up, your, up your multicolored dream coat sleeves? <laughs> I can't think of anything. No, what's the one question we ask every guest? I don't know if we oh, asked Oh, Connor, we've never asked you this. So since you've yeah. been on last, we started asking all our guests, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Oh, gosh, I've done some dumb things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one. I just saw you. you. You tilted your head back and your eyes got wide. What was that one? That wasn't one I was oh, coughing, oh. but I, I'm sure I have one. Okay, give it a second. Think about it. I. Here's the thing. I'm a very dumb person, and thus I'm like I'm proud of the dumb things <laughs> yeah. I've done. Mm. Like my senior year, I didn't take a girl to prom. I took a Segway, and by all <laughs> regards, that's dumb. But like, I don't have any regrets about that. In hindsight, um, you did fuck the Segway, so it's not like it was a failed prom night. <laughs> Look, it, it's not premarital. Yeah, with an option. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> Show um, me right. where it says so in the Bible. <laughs> So you know what I've got? I've got the dumbest thing. I've got okay. the actual dumbest thing. Okay. Thank God for my fraternity brothers because they're the reason nothing came of what this. What frat were you? I was in a dry Christian fraternity called Beta Upsilon Chi for a okay. bunch of nerds like me. Okay. Upsilon. And I loved it. I loved it. Wait, wait. Upsilon. Beta Upsilon Chi. I didn't know there was an Upsilon. I'm learning Greek it's letters. Oh, okay. is it the U? Yes. I mean the U shape. It looks. It looks like a Y. Oh. Okay. All right. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. So I was at the, I want to say 2017 TCU Baylor game where there was a, I was, I was chirping with the Baylor fans because I don't ever not chirp with the Baylor fans. Making sickum signs at you. Yeah. Well, and the players also, I I really was, really was getting with them and yelling at them. And then Cavante Turpin, the greatest punt returner of all time, this mother effer Baylor player is like once he's down and everyone's kneeling, yelled something like, get up. He deserved it. And I started screaming at him and he and I got in a screaming match on the because I always sat in the front row. Uh-huh. So I, he and I were in a screaming match and we kept screaming the rest of the game because he was like some third stringer. who didn't matter. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> later that game. We had a bench clearing brawl where every player on both teams received a personal foul for fighting (laughs) on the bench and on the field. And as the brawl broke out, I climbed over the fence (laughs) and called that guy out. (laughs) 
Thank God again for my fraternity brothers who grabbed me by my shoulder and pulled me back over the fence. Oh, shit. Dude, no. But in my fit of rage to defend Cavante Turpin, I was running after some 300-pound Baylor football player. You're like, you're like everybody. And for those of you who can't see me because this is an audio podcast. I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, that was not going to end well. Uh, is the so not is the is not the... the dumbest thing I've ever done because I didn't actually do it. Oh, but it was the grace of God and the friendship of my brothers alone that kept me from doing <laughs> and, it. And I'm trying to understand what motivated you or gave you the idea that you could do that because the not drinking isn't a new thing, right? I yeah, no, I don't drink. I was not drunk. You didn't drink in sober. college. I the thing is though, Dustin, when you and I talk about sports, we're yeah. texting. Yeah. So you don't get the full passion yeah. of me for the Horn Frogs. That would not be the first fight I've gotten in for the Horn Frogs. <laughs> it just would have been the, the other worst. is dumb. Yeah, I'm glad we asked that question. Yeah, me that too. Um, Rip Ram Bazoo, baby. Great, man. This was a lot of fun having you here. Um, this went, it was supposed to be a half hour, so God damn it. Um, I guess we're going to get to our headlines now, and uh, hopefully people listen to the rest of the show. It was a blast having you on, as always, man. I have to say, I don't know why you guys keep inviting me because I'm a moron, but it's an absolute <laughs> blast coming on this show. Oh, you, awesome. You got great takes, Thanks, man. man. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon. We'll All have right. you on again. Have a good one. Have a good one. Later. Cheers. All right. Um, okay, man. Well, that was a blast. I'm sure you could tell. Um, we always love talking to Connor. Uh, despite, yeah, you know, despite his religious handicap, he's, he holds, uh, <laughs> he holds a very good argument, which you don't always get from people that, uh, suffer from that ailment. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't agree with his religious takes, but, um, the, he's at least able to formulate, you know, his beliefs in a way that, you know, aren't hateful, but makes sense for what you know what he actually does. i love that your bar is like it's religion but it's not hateful it's like man religion really <laughs> well fell from i don't like, I, I feel like he can when he explains what he believes i'm not like i running i know what you're saying you know he, what i mean he yeah. he we can throw something at him as we did which is the right. hateful version of it and he'll be like no of course not here's what right. i can agree with but it's not what they're saying and here's sure. what they probably should be saying which is what literally he said probably 15 minutes ago yep um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, I sincerely hope Ron DeSantis doesn't win, but that is, um, <laughs> you know, I think there was a time where I thought I don't want Trump to win, but I'm more afraid of DeSantis because he has his shit together. I don't feel that way anymore. I I worry about DeSantis, but the things that worry me about Trump are like when Trump won, I was like. This is a fucking like in 2016, I'm bringing myself back to uh, November of 2016 and just thinking this is going to be a nightmare. We can get through this if we don't have any major catastrophes or emergencies that he has to respond to. And we got this fucking close. We got to 10 months. Almost. We made it to 10 months. And uh, yeah, and, COVID uh, happened. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, of that with that in mind, I, I worry less about. DeSantis, although, as I said in the interview, I do worry is this is the opposite with Trump. It's, you know, yeah, you're a, a loose cannon, but it's more of what's going to happen when you respond to an emergency with DeSantis. It's like, I think you'll actually navigate an emergency pretty well. What are you going to do with like idle, idle time on your hands? Yeah. When you're bored. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, at least uh, Trump didn't invade Iran, right? Yeah, well, he kind of <laughs> did, right? Because he set up the pullout of 
Afghanistan and then Biden went through with it. And now Afghanistan is invading Iran with our CIA long game strong, man. CIA is like... Ah, uh, we'll get to that. Okay. The first headline today, though, is a, is a big one. Uh, I know you sent this to me as I was on my way home from work. And you're like, oh, just going to add this to the sheet. <laughs> uh, so the headline is Trump captured on tape talking about classified document he kept after leaving the White House. Uh, so this story broke today. And essentially, just the broad strokes of it, um, in Mark Meadows' autobiography, he talks about uh, a meeting that people that were helping with his autobiography had with Trump. Um, this is uh, post him. No, this is right before his term is almost up. And in that meeting, apparently there's an audio recording of, of this meeting. And in that audio recording, he tells them that he has these classified documents, which are General Milley's plans to attack Iran. He's pissed off at, at, General Milley, because Milley had the there was a story that came out in the New Yorker claiming that Milley was blocking him from doing anything crazy at the end I, of his term. I'm sorry, I have a question. This was while Trump was still president. He was talking about was at the very end how yeah. he had these documents in Mar-a-Lago. He met them in Mar-a-Lago, so not in the White House, but he was still president at the uh-huh. time. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. This is aside the the point entirely. Milley was the chief joint chief of staff under Trump. Yeah. Yes. Then how come as soon as Biden was president, Milley was a woke general and an idiot? Trump appointed him? Trump did appoint him, yes. Okay. I feel like that gets Wait, lost. Hold on a when, second. Hold I feel on like a that gets lost when him and Rudy and everyone says Milley's a the woke general and talks about okay, I I forgot that. I thought Biden Okay, sorry. I have to I have to correct something. So I don't know if we want to just redo this, or no, what, just correct. but this was, this was post his presidency okay. while he was president. Okay. So it post was summer 2021. Pres- okay. All right. Yeah. Summer 2021 is when they're, but so he had these documents and he's waving around saying, look, I wish I could release these. Cause he's pissed off that Millie had, there was that story about Millie when he was still president where Millie was blocking him from essentially he had told all the chiefs of staff, look, uh, if he tries to invade Iran or do something crazy, you come to me first before you act on that order. M- M- and Trump didn't Trump, like that. Tr- ah, oh, I thought that, I thought that Milley had given the plans for invading Iran to Trump. He did, I guess. And Trump he did. insisted he did. he'd do it, but Milley didn't want to. Right. And then Trump was saying, look, this is Milley's plan. And he's saying that, you know, if, if I release this, this is going to look bad for him. Oh, it's he was saying after as, he was president, he should release the documents that documents. showed that Milley had a plan. For, okay, hold on. Milley's a general. He does what he's told. He's a military guy. He was told, come up with a plan for invading Iran, whether it's a good idea or not. And right. so he did. And then Trump was threatening to hold that over his head once he was out of office because he had the documents in Mar-a-Lago. Correct. Correct. Okay. Documents which he instead he knew he shouldn't have had. Um, and was still talking, was still sharing them with people that did not have clearance. Is this, did not have any, is this with, with Nixon, there was a smoking gun because of the, the recordings. Is Mm -hmm. this the smoking gun? Did that happen today? I feel like it is. Um, and it sounds like Jack Smith's, uh, investigation is winding down. Remember when Connor Uh, said, who's Jack Smith? Yeah, I do. That was pretty funny. Um, I feel like it is, man. That's why I had it at the top. I think this is a huge story. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Well, um, we'll probably talk more about it on the next big show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, my turn, one. but you tell me. Go this ahead. One? This one right here. That one. Uh, House takes up measure to suspend the debt limit. So actually, it just happened. Uh, it's passed. So, so we didn't have they, any notes there because you were going to be watching TV while we did the interview. And yeah. okay, so they voted in the meantime. They voted, and 149 Republicans voted for it, which is one less than McCarthy said he could get. And then 100, and I think 65 uh, Democrats voted for it, so the bill did pass. So now it just goes to the Senate, um, and it seems like uh, it's probably probably going to go through by Friday. I that's not. Um, that's not all the Democrats. So there's Democrats that were pissed no, that there were concessions. Oh yeah, definitely, oh. definitely. So it passed three fourteen to one seventeen. So forty six Dems voted against it, and like seventy something Republicans voted against it. What? Um, what is that? Ah, shit. I don't remember my question. What does that? Uh, oh, is is has? So what's the what's the what's the rumblings in the? Um, Dumb, in the dumb Kevin camps, like is Kevin oh. in trouble? Um, I haven't seen anything on that yet. I've just sort of been sort of paying attention to it while we're doing the show. Um, I haven't seen anything else about that. Um, although there's certainly potential for the deal that he struck with the, the sort of right, far right side of his caucus uh-huh. <laughs> was to kind of give them the power to evict him as, as speaker for almost yeah, one person. One person can do it. Yeah, so exactly. They can okay. bring it up to a vote at least. All right. Well, so. we'll see. Uh, okay, your turn. Um, eight drone strikes targeted Moscow this week, injuring at least two people and damaging several buildings. Russia said it shot down or jammed the drones and blamed Ukraine for the attack, uh, which Ukraine denied. Meanwhile, Russia at Kiev with several rounds of strikes over the weekend. Um, so while ukraine isn't exactly taking credit for it they're also saying like you know maybe they need to feel what we're feeling um certainly with people actually being injured i mean because for people living in moscow this war is just first of all every media outlet there is controlled by the state so they're only seeing one side of the story um and it's war has just been it's 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 far away from them right um this is kind of bringing the war home to civilians in russia dude could you imagine just like, hey, it's not a big deal. Only two people were injured and it's just some buildings were damaged in Washington, D.C. And it was just Georgetown. It wasn't D.C. proper. Like, no, that's, that's yeah, that Georgetown is D.C. proper. But I mean, like, that's that's significant. And also it's worth pointing out how much of the population of Russia actually lives within the Moscow area. This is Russia. Like, I mean, yep. Significant amount of the population yeah. there. Yeah. Um, just relatedly, I guess this next one. Uh, Russia signed a deal to deploy tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus, though when and how many remain uh, when and how many remain unclear. The U.S. denounced the move, but said it does not see signs Russia is preparing to use nuclear weapon. I I don't know. I don't know about you, but I stopped feeling as nervous about that anymore. I think it's become obvious that um, they. You know, this is what happens when you threaten with a big stick and you don't use it. That's why when we attacked Japan, we said we have an undisclosed, unused new type of weapon and you should be worried about it. And they said, okay. And then we did it as opposed to saying, here's exactly what we have. Here's exactly what we're going to do. And then not doing it. Like you just, you lose your credibility and then you don't have like, I mean, and, and then, and then just let me take a breath. 
The other side has thousands of nuclear warheads on submarines all across the world. And it's not just the United States. It's the UK. It's Israel. It's, you know, Pakistan yeah. might no, get mad at you. Like, it, feels like, it, it just feels like saber rattling. I, I don't think it's all that meaningful. Um, to your point. That it's over the second range. they launch. And that shit ain't going to launch. Half of those aren't going to launch because they've all had the copper wires stripped out of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, they haven't been maintained all that well under. I mean, if and they have, they've been maintained by people that Shogu was supposed to pay, but he's been embezzling the money. So, like, I, right. I yeah, it's typical Russian ass shit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, definitely, uh, I hope so. Couple other headlines in other news. So this one was interesting. Yeah, this headline service that we've been using is fucking dog shit. Like three days this last week there was nothing but headlines about how afghanistan has been invading iran and it doesn't show up on monday tuesday or wednesday's headlines well i wouldn't say they're invading iran they got really? into a skirmish so well they are they're, on the other side of the iranian border and nothing's stopping them and okay. it's a war over water rights which is right up your alley yeah yeah so i mean this is a concern as I put in a headline from the New York Times, which is from three days ago. That's the most recent New York Times headline. And you know why I didn't put a Washington Post one in? Because there is no Washington Post headline on this. <laughs> why is that? Yeah, so why is that? I think because it's not considered to be a very large skirmish with three killed in the clashes, but it's it is significant. So basically, this is about uh, the Helmand River, which flows from Afghanistan into Iran. Um, the Afghanis had already put in two dams, I think, some years ago, um, where they control the flow of this river. They've been experiencing a drought recently, so there's been less and less water flowing to Iran. And obviously, they need this water for drinking water, for farming, etc. Cooling so off their been, nuclear systems, right? <laughs> they've been they've been going back and forth for this uh, around this river for a long time. They had an agreement back in like 1973, but they never actually ratified it. And put it in place. Although Iran is saying, "Hey, we've been sort of respecting this agreement for you know decades. We should continue to do that." And they're they're essentially crying foul that the Afghani's aren't. Um, they're, they're stopping some of the flow of the river. Turns Afghans out there's says, been a change in leadership in Afghanistan over the last twenty years yeah. or so. Maybe that's yeah. Like- Afghanistan says that's not the case. It's just there's there's less water to flow. Uh, we're not doing anything, and they're like, "We'll prove it." Um, so over the weekend, they there was a skirmish um, and. I think two died on the uh, Iranian side and one Afghani died. Um, this seems to have calmed down um, and everybody's sort of gone back to their sides and, you know, cooler heads have prevailed, but it's definitely concerning. Well, China has control of the water upstream from all of them and they're setting up dams too. This is true. I don't, I don't, don't have I think any. the Helmand is, is an independent river. that comes out that starts in Afghanistan. Yeah, that does start okay. in Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay. It's in the, foothills of the hindu kush mountain range uh, um so yeah speaking that's, of hindu kush mm, damn it my pen's in the <laughs> need, other room need a little yeah I'm bomb, okay yeah. i can make it through the show uh my oh i don't i can't read any of these why don't you skip that one because we covered it but i'm interested in this one it's kind of similar to that last topic it is all right so this is the washington post no wall street journal uh you can read that one alan um, alan don't let them know that China, India kick out nearly all of each other's journalists as rivalry escalates. So we've known about the line of control where there's this contested territory. These guys Uh, are both in bricks. That's true. But they've been sort of sparring over that area for years and years and years. But they'll come together over an international currency. 
Perhaps, oh. perhaps. Uh, anyways, doesn't look so doesn't look so chummy anymore. Uh, so they both have essentially revoked the visas of the journalists that had remained in their country from the other country. So India kicked out uh, China's journalists, and China did the same thing for India. Um, and so essentially, that means that there's no longer. So relations are certainly heating up, I would say, mm. uh, between these two countries, regardless of the fact that they're in BRICS and they're supposed to be sort of working together. India has also recently surpassed China as the, the highest population in the world. Um, and I think there are some concerns that India, you know, they're far behind China right now, but their economy is, is doing pretty well. Mm. If they can, if they can, and, and especially their demographics compared to China. Right. Uh, they look like they have a lot better. Right, they have they have a better long game than what China. China's not getting out of the CCP is not getting out of this decade. Is kind of seems unlikely. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, and I don't know what. Oh, I okay. I put this one in here, uh, but I've seen several liberal outfits quick to say that it's all fake news. But why don't you tell me about this one? I can only find it from this source, but this is not bullshit. Yeah, so this is from Israel National News. Um, so I, I'm not the, familiar with this, but but it was it's citing a study from the, the Is, Israeli Ministry of Health. Yeah, so Israel's health ministry says no young adults without pre-existing conditions died of COVID. Nobody under the age of fifty died from COVID in Israel that didn't have comorbidities, and the drawback to it, just caveats. This is. Uh, self-reporting right so they had to it was all interviews and people that were willing to share the information so perhaps people that did die that they didn't talk to or didn't answer the phone or but of the people that answered they didn't find anybody that didn't have a comorbidity that was under 50 of the dead people that answered no i'm kidding um (laughs) so (laughs) the ministry quote says based on information which the patients themselves or their family members volunteered as part of an epidemiological investigation if an investigation was conducted and the patient chose to share the information with the investigator so again the sample size here isn't great um and certainly probably a lot of people left out but i mean i guess the argument here is that you know, why do we have a lockdown when if you didn't have a comorbidity, if you're under 50 years old, you know, you weren't going to die. I, I don't see that the proof. This is a little bit light to me. Um, yeah, I thought so. so too. I, I understand so the too. argument, but the fact that it's, it's just self-reporting, there's got to be a lot of data that's missed there. Although it does go back to other similar things that we've seen that showed that they're really the if you were under 50 and healthy, there was a very slim chance that anything would happen to you if you got COVID. Unless you lived in yeah, Milan or Wuhan. The other thing the article points out is that um, they're not taking into account the effects of long COVID on people. So people are still experiencing symptoms one, one and a half years post being infected by COVID. Um, and that certainly is affecting one's quality of life, whether or not it kills you. Um, so perhaps you'd still be better off not getting the disease. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you want to talk about our media diet? Sure. So I watched The Boys on Amazon. I know it's old. I, I was not, aware I mean, of the pr- premise uh-huh. of the show, um, but it, it's not what I expected. I'll be honest. Really? Um, yeah. So essentially, it's bad superheroes, right? Uh-huh. But actually, the take is more about the people that are impacted by the superheroes more than you know, fun have, watching bad superheroes. Um, although there's some of that, too. I'm not done with. I'm almost done with the first season. I think there's three seasons. Uh, it's very funny. It's very well written. Yeah, 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. That main character, um, he was in a show called the guy um, that what's the like Patriot character? I don't remember his name. Uh, Homelander. 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 Yeah, he was in a show called Banshee that I really loved. Uh, it was from like the mid twenty teens, I think, early twenty teens. Uh, it was on Showtime. Really good show, honestly. Banshee was great. Um, so I was really happy to see him in other things. But yeah, that's um, not. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you liked it. Um, I'm trying to pull up a note about what I watched. I, I watched a show called the mother on Netflix. Never heard of it. Oh boy. So the other day, Natasha goes, Hey, Jennifer Lopez has a new movie. I'm like, okay, that's um, not very high on my list, but you watch a lot of what I want to watch. So why don't we just watch what you want to watch? That's fine. Uh, yeah, I do not recommend this movie. Let me show you, let me read to you how, that what this is this is the description on the screen when uh this is how Netflix wants to sell it okay I think this is the first time you've uh had a bad review of a movie in quite a while we've, <laughs> we've kind of been lucky we've I, been liking everything we watched I, I mean I'm easy to entertain you know <laughs> by the way I have to go back to a picture I took and posted it in our story and said needless to say I'll be talking about this on the Friday show um since then I pulled it up while you were talking so that I could just read it and they've changed it because they realized how fucking stupid this was oh, tell, okay. tell me if this would make you want to watch a movie I had already committed to Natasha we were going to watch it and then I saw this description I'm like oh man they are really trying to get me to watch this here's the words ready <laughs> praising Jennifer Lopez's fierce role as a sniper the New York Times says one of the film's guilty pleasures is wondering when a mansplater will get hushed. Oh, God. Um, and here's the worst part of the movie. There was no scene where a mansplainer was hushed. The one thing that they told me that was going to happen never fucking even happened. <laughs> Just like, you know what? Wow. Ron DeSantis was right. Like, they need to fucking end this woke bullshit. Like, that's just... <laughs> Like why put a description up there? It's it's fine. It was a fine movie. I don't recommend it at all. Um, you could do worse, but it you know she's just trying to get in on the whole John Wick thing where it's like you've been very nicely choreographed fight scenes and things like that. But you know mm. she's not Keanu Reeves, so she's not as good at it. Got it. Yeah, got it. So that's a skip. Definitely skip. Um, do you want to play America's favorite party game? Two Pottery Barn sofas or lesser known house members. Oh, you're not going to do Pokemon again this week? You gave up. I think I do want to do Pokemon, but I, uh, can you give me a minute? Yeah, of course. Okay. MBD tried to call during the show, by the way. (laughs) Danny Masterson found guilty on two counts of rape. Danny Masterson. Oh, really? That's the guy from that 70s show. Yeah, he hit on my ex girlfriend at the Rose Bowl. No shit. Uh huh. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's neither here nor there. That's what I think of every time though. So I'm doing one Pokemon and two drugs. Yeah. That's what you were doing. Okay. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. All right. I've got Gossifleur. Gossifleur. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got Camzios mm. and Ribombi. <laughs> this is harder. But I'm pretty sure it's Gossip Floor is the Pokemon. Did you get me? I fucked up. Why is this what so happened? hard for me? I gave, I gave <laughs> Did you give me two Pokemons? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. So Gossip Floor is one. What were the other two names? Uh, Ribombi and um, 
Camzios. I want to say Camzios is what? Is also a Pokemon. God damn it. No, Glade, <laughs> I win. Camzios is a drugs. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, you, all right. You know what? Next week I'll have these ready, and we'll see which one I can stump you on. I think we can do another round of this. I'm. I love it. I'm yeah, down. I love it. Uh, that's from Naked Gun, thirty-three and a third. He keeps repeating, "I love it." Oh, that was the keyword. That was like the catchword that's supposed to bring the <laughs> secret agents in. Uh, let me look. I've got a question for you. Okay. Then we'll get out of here. It's a long show for a Friday. <laughs> Oh, I have to make an amendment to my idea to bring in the Virgin Islands and uh, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? It's not fair to do that to South and North Carolina. They're original colonies. Um, We should just bring West Virginia into Virginia. Fuck the Dakotas. I don't fucking care. Stand by that. (laughs) Okay. I'm okay with that. If you're on one listener in the Dakotas, you can fucking get at me. I'm at (laughs) at Alan S at uh, Instagram.com or whatever. Um but uh okay so we've been talking about presidents a lot in the show why not put this in here which president granted the most pardons which president granted the most pardons hmm uh clinton clinton granted a few and he had some notable ones like he uh pardoned his half brother for cocaine trafficking and yeah i remember that mark rich whose wife Mm -hmm. donated like hundreds of thousands of dollars to the campaign no not not clinton and if you go to wikipedia or any if you just type in which president granted the most pardons they'll tell you is fdr but they're wrong the the real debate is between whether it was buchanan for pardoning all the Mormons in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or similarly, um, Andy Johnson for pardoning 13,000 Southern traders. Oh, wow. He had to hire staff to, to, to fill out the paperwork for how many people he pardoned. But I guess they don't count that. But pretty sure 13,000 is a lot more than... Uh, any other president ever did. And I'm not counting Mormons because they're not real people. Okay. All right, man. This was a lot of fun. Uh, vote for whoever you feel like it, but hopefully this episode made an impact on your thinking. I don't know. What's, why am I starting to say that now? <laughs> I, don't I hope not. I sincerely hope this show does not impact your thinking. God bless, man. Cheers. Drive that safe. Was fun. That was. When a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L M F A O. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> how great an anti American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.